last week we were talking about how you take your decision, and, and let's be clear, we're, we're talking about if I'm desiring to follow God here, if I'm desiring to follow him, if I'm seeking his will, then uh, we talked about what it looks like to take the decision to him. Whatever that decision, that opportunity may be, or it's multiple, let's say, uh, we talked about what it looks like to take it to him. We talked about acknowledging your desired outcomes, Right? We all have desired outcomes, whether it's a place we want to live at, uh, whether it's a job we want to have, whether it's amount amount of money we want to make, um, or, or, or whatever, a type of uh, person we want to marry, or, or whether it's that person right there, which is kind of creepy. Um, there's no one over there. You guys are like looking over. I'm married. Like, it's stupid. I'm not going to point it. I'm pointing at a student, you, you know, like, that's dumb. Why'd you guys look? Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so... We've talked about and acknowledged these desired outcomes that we all have, okay? And you guys, um, those desired outcomes, they shift throughout life too. So I want to be really clear with that. Like your desired outcomes now, they're going to change. Now some may stay the same, right? But there's going to be a lot of shifts and changes. And so when you make decisions moving forward, you're going to always have to ask yourself, what do I really want to happen here? Because the importance of knowing what you, why, you, uh, why you need to know that is because you're going to essentially pull, uh, whether it's your time of prayer, whether it's uh, the advice you get, you're going to pull it in that direction naturally because that's what you want to happen. And so we have to actively guard against that because we want to be able to go to God and just empty ourselves out and, and, and be honest and say, you know, this is what I want to happen but I want to hear from you. What do you want to happen? And so that's why it's important to understand that. We talked about uh, how you actively engage with him uh, when it comes to going to him, right? Uh, and, and, and what that looks like, whether it's through, um, you know, scripture, whether it's through prayer, whether it's, uh, whether it's through just uh, time alone, um, getting wise counsel, and how do you define uh, the counsel that you want in your life, and the counsel that, honestly, you need to stay away from uh, for your life, because that's just as um, dangerous. So, and then, and then we talked about uh, testing, right? Getting all the information on the table, you know, so that you have exactly as much as you can what you need to be praying over, and then you test it. And we talked about what that looks like to test things um, and, uh, and, and bring those things so that you're not just like, oh, I got this opportunity. Yes, I should do it. Or, um, oh my goodness, like they're single, I'm single, and they want to be together, like, of course. Or, you know, I want to live there, and there's an opportunity to live there now, so I'm just going to do it, right? So we talked about testing um, opportunities and decisions, and it's really difficult to test the ones that you want, right? Those are the ones that are tough to test. Uh, and, and that's still an issue for me. When an opportunity comes my way and it sounds really good, uh, I just want to go yes, right? And, and so I have to back up, and I have to go, okay, hold on i got to put this through the right channel, the right uh, grid. So we've, we've gone through all these steps. Let's just pretend we're there now with this decision, right? So we're, we're doing all these things. There is one thing that will derail all of that, that will absolutely derail that, that will hijack the decision, and will um, lead you uh, to a place that you don't want to be. And, and, and what I want to talk about tonight and, and I want you to really hear me clearly on this because um, I would say when you think of like Christian cliches 
or things that um, typically, uh, probably things that I would make fun of historically, uh, you know, that I would make fun of in the Christian faith would be like sin, right? And, and, and this topic of, of sin. And so I want to unpack that for you tonight because when I think about the things uh, that are important, it's right there at the top of the things that will absolutely destroy your ability and that process in making a decision. It just will. And, and, and so um, what I want to talk about is, one, what, what is that, right? What is sin, okay? Because we, we hear all these things, and, and we've been called it maybe. We've been called a sinner or whatever. Uh, but sin at the very core is this, okay? Sin is doing anything in opposition to the will of God knowingly, okay? Or unknowingly. But uh, it's, it's essentially doing uh, something, uh, doing, saying, thinking something in opposition to what his will is, okay? Can we all hang with that? That's, that's what it is, all right? So when I talk about that, that's what you need to think about. So it's something that goes against what he says, right? Um, and it's not always spelled out, right? Like there's certain things that, that, you, that you can understand through Scripture that are wrong, even though it may not like say specifically that, um, because times are changing and uh, it's crazy. Um, but this is something, you guys, that we don't talk about, to be honest, we don't talk about it enough, uh, because when we talk about this uh, in, in regards to just our life, we say, don't do this or don't do that, just because it's wrong, right? It's wrong, don't do that, um, and, and that's how I kind of, uh, I, I looked at it uh, growing up, is in, in, in our minds, it's, uh, it's, it's essentially, if you do that, he's going to be mad at you, so don't do it, and then he won't be mad. Okay, um, but you guys, there's so much more to this topic of, of sin, and specifically when it comes to making good decisions. Okay, so what are the effects of sin when it comes to making a big decision or seeking direction? Okay, so the first thing is this. For one, when you are actively doing something that is in opposition to his will, it will weigh you down. It will weigh you down. Okay, Hebrews 12.1, I'm going to read three different verses here. Hebrews 12.1, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight, it says, and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Then in um, Psalms 38.4, it says this, for my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. So he's acknowledging his own, his own, uh, his own sin, his own failures, and how they're literally, uh, they're a heavy burden, too heavy for me. In Proverbs 5.22, Proverbs is the book of wisdom. It says, the iniquities of the wicked ensnare him, and he has held fast in the cords of sin. It's holding on to you. It, it, it's, it's this weight, right? And so when we talk about um, the importance of dealing with uh, the sin in your life, the things that you're actively engaged in that are in opposition to God's will, um, you, you need to deal with it because it's holding you down, okay? It's weight. Whether you acknowledge it or not, it's weighing you down. Um, and, 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 and not only that, it's, it's attached to you, kind of sounds weird. Like it's literally, it, it, it's attached. 
It's not disconnected. It's influencing. It's weighing you down. Whether you acknowledge it or not, it's there actively working against the right decision that you need to make. Okay? Um, I was a sprinter in high school, and uh, I remember one of the workouts we would do uh, is we would have these huge bands, these rubber bands that were just massive, and uh, you would have a, a workout partner. And essentially, they would hold that, and they, you would put it around your waist, and you would sprint as hard as you could, and they would be behind you holding it, and they would be trying to pull you back. And you had to pull them, I don't remember how long it was, and then we would repeat it. And, and, and I remember like how hard it was because uh, you're dragging something with you, or you're trying to pull through something that's holding you back, or that's weighing you down. And guys, when it comes to a decision, uh, you don't want things um, holding you back, holding you down. Uh, you don't want to feel that weight. And then you also don't want to have to try and navigate uh, through the confusion that that creates. Um, and you don't want that hanging over your head. It really messes with your ability to make a decision. Okay? Um, and if you don't deal with it... Um, what we see is it's going to go with you, right? It, it, it's going to go um, along with you. And so, it's okay, man, you're good. Sorry, that had to be awkward. <laughs> but there's this mindset that um, essentially when you're feeling weighed down by a decision, and, and, and usually when you're feeling weighed down, there's other things at play, okay? When, it, when it's like weighing you down. There's more than just the decision, there's things actually happening outside of just the actual decision that are, that are coming into play, right? Would you all agree with that? And, and, and so what your tendency is going to be in that situation is to go with the grass is greener mentality, okay? So um, like for me, when, you know, I, I think I talked about it either last week or the week before, I transferred multiple times, um, and, and every time I transferred, I really believed it was right and, and, and it was a good thing. And, and I was wrong. And so when I look at my mindset for those decisions, I go every single time, I was like, this will work out um, because it's a change of scenery, it's a change of environment, it's a change of people, and so it's just going to be better, right? So there's this mentality of just whatever is different means it's going to be a better decision. Have you ever felt that way? Um, and, and, and so that's, that was like a driving force for me is the challenges, uh, the things that I was struggling with, whether it was substance abuse or whatever, uh, or a bad girlfriend. I'm like, if I just leave, then that stays there. And I get to honestly like reinvent myself. A lot of you were really excited to go to college because you had the opportunity to what? You were not who you were in high school anymore. You got to go to this like different place. Nobody knows you and you get to like reinvent yourself. And, and, and we, we honestly, with decisions, sometimes that, that grass is greener mentality, that will take hold of us because we're feeling weighed down and we go, oh, this just is better. And so I, I, and I, want, and, and I know that if I go there, I won't feel this way. And, and guys, that not only impacts people negatively um, when they move, but also a job, a relationship. Um, it's called a rebound. And all of those things, and it's just from this mindset of, I just want relief from this weight, right? That's what you're looking for. The problem is, you never solve the problem. So for me, when I transfer, guess what? 
There was the same girl problem at the new school. There was the same uh, substances at the new school. There was the, the, the same essential environments that I would get in trouble there. They were there. Uh, it just looked a little different, right? And, and so since I didn't address the issue, the problems that were in my life that were causing the brokenness, the disconnects, the confusion, I didn't deal with those. Guess what? I honestly had to learn the lesson all over again. Guys, you don't want to um, make decisions um, when you're not in the right place because guess what? You're going to have to learn whatever lesson you were supposed to learn at some point in time. And so for me, um, when I'm in a difficult season or I'm, or I'm struggling with a decision or opportunities, I'm like, one of the things I'm like, I, I, I want to first check myself and go, God, what's going on in me right now? What's happening? Is there, is there disconnects? Is there things that aren't in alignment with you? And if they're not, I want to get that right because I don't want to walk through this season again. I don't want to have to learn whatever it is I need to learn again. I want to learn it right now, right? And, and, and so those are things that are really important when it comes to um, making a decision and guarding ourselves from this just grass is greener mentality, all right? Um, so it holds you back. Now, I want to talk about this because this is something, um, and in fact, I've had multiple conversations about this in the last couple of weeks with people. Um, what's the danger in not immediately addressing things in your life that are sin? What's the danger of that? when you're in the midst of trying to make uh, a decision? Why should there be urgency in getting things right with God? Isaiah 59.2 says this, But your iniquities have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. Guys, that... He's, and then he goes on to, the prophet Isaiah goes on to list the sins of the nation of Israel. But you guys, that verse is absolutely huge. Huge. It's one of those that you should circle, underline, memorize. It says, I want to read it again. But your iniquities have made a separation. Okay? Those sins have made a separation between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he does not hear. So what is he saying here to Israel? Your sin has created separation between you and God. Did you hear that? Guys, sin at its core, and this is the message that we don't preach enough that you need to hear, that I need to hear. Sin at its core, why it is just awful, is it creates separation between you and God. Okay? You need to hear that when it comes to decision-making. See, last week, we talked all about closing that gap, didn't we? We talked all about how do you pursue him? How do you go to him? How do you uh, establish that connection, grow that, uh, add depth there, get wise counsel, uh, and hear his voice, right? So everything was about what? Getting close, as, as close as possible to him, to hear what you need to hear, and to position yourself in such a way that you can receive it. But what you need to know um, is... Sin is so dangerous because it creates separation there. So, like, if you're um, just sinning and, and you know it and you continue to go, I, I know this is wrong, but I'm just going to continue to do it, um, and, and you're not confessing that to him, while you're 
saying I'm still pursuing him and pursuing uh, his will for this decision, you guys, what we read here is you're not going to catch him, right? Because what you're actively, you're like, I want you, I want, I want your, and, and he's like, get away. You're actively choosing to not want anything to do with me, but you're saying I want your direction. I want you to think how backwards that is. Okay, so um, you're, you're, you're literally like, I, I, want, I want your advice. I need your wisdom. I need to know what decision to make. But at the same time, I know you want me to do these things in my life, but I'm not going to do them. Okay, but I need you. Guys, that's a dysfunctional relationship, isn't it? Very dysfunctional. But that's like a lot of us and, 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 and what we're actually doing by continuing in doing whatever it is that's creating that separation is it's just creating a greater and greater divide between you and him. And you're not um, only going to miss his response, but you're not even going to be blessed in what uh, you do. And that's what you're looking for. You're looking for that. You're looking for that affirmation, that direction, that affirmation. You want to make a decision that you're going to be blessed by it, that it's going to be the fulfillment of all that he has for you. That's what you want. And, and what sin does is it hijacks that. And, and then you get to the point of how do you then even, how, how do you make a decision in that? That's, that's my question to you. If you're actively doing something against his will, but you're saying, hey, I want your will, and, and by what he's saying is you're not going to get it, uh, because what you're doing is actually creating distance between yourself and me. And not only is it creating distance, what does he say there? I'm not listening. He can't do that. I mean, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. You're like, well, I thought he just always has to listen to me. Who do you think you are? He doesn't have to listen to you. You don't bring anything significant to the table. Right? You guys, if I am actively, if I'm actively doing something against him, and then before this teaching, I get up there and go, God, I just pray that you would work in this teaching. Guide me, direct me. You know what he's doing? Good luck, Steve. Good luck. You got this, right? You seem to think you, you seem to think you, you have it all figured out, right? Like, like you're actively against me right now, and yet you want me to bless that? Guys, that's, when, that's why when I do premarital, I, I, before I agree to do someone's wedding, that's why I, I say, hey, this is how it's going to look. I can't get up there and ask him to bless this when what you're doing, he's not going to bless. It's a contradiction. Okay? But guys, we do that all the time in our life. We're like, but I need, I need, but, but it's like you don't want to do anything to like honor him like because, you know, the reality is, is, you guys, it's just so backwards for, for us to think about. It's like I either want him or I don't, but I don't get both. I don't get to like just go, hey, whenever it's convenient and I'm in need, but hey, on the, on the other side of that, I'm just going to do whatever I want, even though you clearly tell me not to. I'm going to keep doing that, but in my moment of need, I'm still going to go to you. And he's like, no, unless you're ready to actually confess and repent of that, we're not going to engage. In fact, you're just creating more and more of separation. And my question for you guys is how in the world, if that's happening in your life right now, how are you making decisions? You're guessing, right? 
Just nod. You may not agree with me. Just nod. You are. Okay? You're, you're guessing or you're, or you're just like, okay, there was a shooting star at this time, and that means that that one and that one's positioned there, and then they just said that at this time, so I should do it. Right? You're like piecing together all these things, and, and it's like you're guessing. At the end of the day, we're guessing. Okay? Um, guys, he says, your sins have hidden his face. He does not hear you. And so when you think about the urgency to get things right, you guys, if you're in the midst of a decision and you are here and you're like, no, I want to hear from him. Guys, I got to tell you, you have to deal with this. You have to, because you're not going to. You're not going to get that direction you want. You're not going to, you're not going to get that clarity. You're not. It's impossible. It's, it's going to be your best guess, right? It just will. Because by nature, what this does is it creates separation. It doesn't bring you closer to him. And so, and so I can't stress this enough. This isn't about, oh, he's going to be mad at you or so disappointed. No, what you're actually doing is, is you're creating distance between an almighty, all-powerful, loving God who wants to help you, who wants to give you direction, who invites you to take the decision to him. Okay, And so you have to evaluate your life. And you know what? I would even invite other people that know you well, that love you. Remember I talked last week about that wise counsel? I would invite that in. I would say, hey, do you see something in me? I'm, I'm in the midst of this huge decision, and, and I'm really trying to seek God's will in this. And maybe you've never sought God's will before, and you're just like, I don't, I don't even fully know what is right and wrong, but do you see anything in me right now that's a disconnect between what he asked us to do? And if you do, can you just tell me? Because I want to get things right. And guys, what that does, I know for me, is it builds urgency. Because I don't, because I've made so many wrong decisions, I don't want to make more wrong decisions. I don't want, to, I don't want my best for me. I want his best. And so I know that, it, that for that to happen means I have to get myself right with him. So if there's something going on in my life that I'm not dealing with, with him, I have to get it right. I've got to confess it. I've got to take that to him. He invites me to, because here's what's so great. Because of how much he loves you, he not only invites your request, but he also invites you to bring your mistakes, your failures, your sin. He invites you to take it to him, and he's waiting to forgive you. So when you bring that to him, he's not like, he's not sitting there going, finally. Okay. Like, no, he's, he's, he's like, all right. Let's go. Are you ready? Let's go. But you guys, you have to take that first step. Uh, I want to lastly look at uh, Galatians 6, 7 through 9. It says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will, also, uh, that will he also reap. For the one who sows to his or her own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And it says, and let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So how you live your life now is essentially like you just look at like planting seeds, and there's going to be an outcome. And um, we have a backyard, and 
that's amazing for us. We came up here from uh, San Diego five years ago, and in San Diego, you don't really have you don't really have yards. It's like extended housing. It's like there's a patio, and because the weather's perfect all the time, it's like part of your house essentially. And, but there's not a lot of yards. And so when we came here, one of the things we were excited about when we moved to Oregon, we're like, man, there's yards. Like that's so cool. Like we have to when we buy a house, let's make sure it has like a yard. That's why I don't understand all these new built all these new homes in in Oregon that don't have yards. I'm like, well, why would you live here? Um, but uh, so one of the things is we got a, this big backyard, and then there's areas like where we can plant stuff. Now, like I didn't, I don't know what to do with that stuff. Okay, um, like we. And, and my wife, like, I bought these little, like, raised, I don't know what they're called, garden beds or whatever. What are, what are they called? You guys know what they are? What, what is it? A flower bed? I can't even see because those lights are just blinding me. Um, a raised flower bed. Planter box. Planter box. Sure. That may be right. I don't know. So, anyway, so now, like, it's like a thing where we go to one of the nurseries and, and we're, like, picking out, like, hey, what do we want to do? What do we want to like what, you know, what kind of fruit or veggies? And, and then like, I've gone to like the place where you get trees, which is like totally exciting. And I've planted two trees in my backyard. I'm, I feel like I'm saying this so you'll be impressed with me and I know it's not landing, but it feels good to me. So thank you. Okay, hold on, time out. Okay, so you don't even know what I'm gonna say. Um, so there's two trees. We bought these two trees, and there's specific, like, soil and, and all these things that you're supposed to do to create this environment for the seed, right, uh, to grow. Um, and, and same thing with, like, uh, the, the vegetable area plants. Um, <laughs> so what we plant these veggies, and as these veggies are growing, it's clear something's wrong. Like, it's like they're kind of, but, but it's not happening. It's like, and our neighbors have stuff, so we're like looking over the fence, and we're like, man, that's what it's supposed to look like. They don't look like that. And, and so, anyway, I don't remember who came over, and they're like, oh, you just need that, this one thing. And so we're like, okay. So we went to the store, we got this one thing, and I don't know what it was, and we just like sprinkled it. All of a sudden, like, pew, and it was, like, incredible. Yeah, the miracle grow. And, uh, and it's a miracle. So, so anyway, it's, like, it's incredible what starts growing. And here's, here's where I'm going with this. You guys are so far off the tracks. Um, you have to create an environment that's conducive to the growth. You have to create an environment that that is going to bring about that outcome, right? An outcome for us that these beautiful vegetables or whatever it is, right? And so, and so it's not just, oh, you just plant it and it just happens, okay? No, there's, there's, there's a process uh, to, to an outcome that you want, right? And so, you guys, a lot of times uh, what we do with, with a decision and a desired outcome um, is, is we just like, man, I'm just going to pray about it. And, and it's almost like us just like dropping the seed in the ground and going, all right. And we just pray about it. And we, and we go to enough church services and this and that. And we read our Bible. We pray and all that. But we don't actually take into account what kind of environment does it say is necessary for the right growth to happen. 
And guys, if, if there's areas in your life that are a clear disconnect to your relationship with him, you are harming the environment and you are not going to arrive at the decision you need. You just won't. Okay, and so there's certain things that have to happen. And guys, like I said, this may be the most essential thing for you to hear tonight of the whole, maybe the, mo- the of the whole series because we don't talk about this enough. In fact, the message that I hear coming from like pastors, and I'm a pastor, so I have to own this, is like if you just if you just have more faith, if you just read more, if you just pray harder and, and, and longer and, 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 and take more time with him, he's going to bring it. You just keep doing that. And I'm like, no. In fact, he says, I'm not even hearing that if you're not right. And so, guys, before we start just going, oh, he's just going to deliver if I do this and this and this. And last week I'm talking about, oh, you read, you get the wise counsel, you pray, all these things, you get yourself seated right. Guys, none of that happens if you're actively doing things in opposition to him. And so there's clear things when we think about the environment you need to make a good decision. There's clearly things that are going to help you make that decision, that are going to bring you to that point where you get peace, where you get direction. And there are clearly things that are going to create a greater divide from his will for your life. And guys, if you go on doing things that are in opposition to his will, and trust me on this, you will not arrive at the peace You will not arrive at the clarity, and you will, just like I have so many times in my life, especially at your age, you will just guess. And you'll you'll go off of what you think sounds the best, what you think helps your career the most, and and you know what, man, that's not how how you want to make a decision. Because you ultimately don't know what's best for you. And that's why we're here. We're like, I need to hear from him. And so, guys, I, can't, I just can't stress this message enough. As I was preparing, I was like, man, I hope they can get through all the just, like, sinner comments and, and just this whole view when we even talk about sin and just hear the heart of what I'm trying to tell you, that it will create separation from the person you're trying to hear. Guys, if you want to hear from a friend, you don't add layers between you and them. No. Like, 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 let's just say you've got a friend and you're texting and you're like, man, we're on different pages here with this text. You don't like, you don't go, oh, that's too bad. Like, like no, you figure out a way to go meet in person. You go, man, I feel like we're on separate pages here. What do we got to do to get on the same page, right? So you figure out what's separating you. You don't just continue on guessing, do you? I mean, if you do, you're a weird friend. You've got to figure out where the disconnect is. And so, guys, it's the same thing with God. If you're sitting here just banging your head against the wall over and over and over again, you got to ask, what is it that's causing that? What is it? Now, it's, it's one of two things, okay? It's either this, it's either sin that's creating separation, or second, it's God saying, hold on. And you're like, but I need to know now. And he's like, no, you don't. Okay? It's one of those two things. But either way, if you're walking with him, you will have peace.